and welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. Um, probably the last of this recording session, but I am still joined by Matt Spooner. Hello. Conrad Gonsalves. Hello. And Lee Battery. Hello. Today I wanted to talk, and I'm glad that we've got a wider group, uh, about whether we think that rankings have been good or bad over the past year for the Malifaux hobby. So if you're not into Malifaux, then you probably want to just switch off. No, because it, 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 it might sort of register for different things later on, might not it? I suppose it might do. And I was certainly going to discuss your experience having been involved in early days of Warhammer E-type rankings. And Hall's War Machine as well. Well, it's a, it's hold, blood, blood listening, isn't it? Probably is worth listening then. Yeah. Don't listen. Don't listen to me. Just listen to them. Yeah. Blood in it. Yeah. Okay. Are we have we stopped going gangster? No. Did we ever start going gangster? No. Anyway. Okay. So rankings. Um. It's been a year and a bit since I've been doing the Malifaux rankings, uh, since Rankings HQ closed down. And there has been some discussion recently about whether they are good or bad for an event scene. I think they're needed for an event scene. I think the problems we've had, in my opinion, for the Malifaux scene is that it's not necessarily the rankings that are the problem. It's some of the players that are fixated by the rankings who have caused problems. Have, okay. uh, have they caused the problems? or uh, No, uh, they're fixated about the rankings completely and utterly. I mean... And I'm not talking about the people that are, oh my God, I've got to do 12 thingies to get make sure I'm into the Masters. You know, I'm talking about the guys that turn up to an event and that's all they're worried about. You know, um, perfect example is the last Malifaux event that Mike ran. Uh, oh, I... is that where I jumped above spoons? <laughs> no, well, not that anyone's counting. Gonna say you stepped over him, really, but yeah. Um, you know, I spent the day pretty much playing hedgeman. You know, I, I helped some new players get in. I had, you know, and the the three or two of the three guys that I played were brand new to the scene. You know, one of them had only played six games, and the other guy had been playing for a year, but it was his first ever tournament, and. I'm not saying that I lost on purpose, but I didn't take my A game. I took a brand new master I'd never used, never used, you know, even read the cards for properly before I got there. And I had fun with Molly and I helped them get better at the game. Now, you could turn around and say, well, that only put a, a six or seven point thing on my rankings. It's not going to help me in the slightest. But I went and did that because I'd like to carry on playing in the Malfoy events, and I'd like to see these players not get put off by being totally stomped on their first events. Yeah, no, okay, that's good. Um, uh, 
the by the way the constructive the feedback that we had from uh that event was um a couple of people said that it was the best run event that he's been to so far cool um is that spoon so, <laughs> shut up and i don't know it wasn't it wasn't feedback to me it was feedback to dan so. that's good um so yeah but that's good as in itself isn't it yeah, and I I tend to agree that I don't think that the 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 perceived problems within the the Malifaux community, and I don't know, you know, and they are perceived. I mean, there are there are certainly different viewpoints about whether there are issues at the moment. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with rankings at all. Uh, I think it's I think it's much more to do with that. This, that particular gaming scene is growing very, very quickly. And because it's growing very, very quickly, there are players coming in to the to the event that weren't there, you know, 18 months, two years ago. And the dynamics of a Malifaux event have changed because we always talk about how the Malifaux scene is the friendliest community that we've ever played in. And it is. See, I'm not 100% convinced that that is true anymore. Okay. That's uh, controversial then. Um, I think that you are starting to see, and bear in mind, I see a lot of this from a TO's point of view. I think you are starting to see the I don't know if cliqueiness is quite the right word but the the banding together of players at the exclusion of the new players this is the normal thing that happens with a social with social interaction in groups though isn't it really well, no, I, th- I think it is. I think it is, and I think, but I think that it's possible that for us longer t- players who've been in the scene longer to make it easier. Um, we're, no, we're seeing we're the ones who are noticing that difference because if you remember the first events that we went to, you have to remember that Malifaux events, ten, twelve people was a big event. Um, and so you knew everybody, and you. Everybody socialised together at the end of the day as a one group because there was only 10 or 12 people. And I think what you get now is that you don't get necessarily that socialisation and breaking down of groups. You're getting splintering happening, definitely. But I think that's partly down to the scene growing and the fact that you're getting... I mean, there's always going to be groups of people anyway, geographically, clubs uh, as well. Um, And I think as the scene grows more and the events get larger, then that becomes more apparent. Yes. I tend to agree. And I don't... I think it's a natural... But I don't know if I was a new if I was a new player coming in now that I would or that I would that I would make my statement that is the friendliest scene 
I've ever been involved in. I think it's still very friendly, and I still think it's uh, you can break into those little cliques and groups of people. Um, I, I think I posted on Twitter that there's always the people at the top have got nothing to prove, and they're all, they're always going to be the sorts of people that they are. You know, they they're not worried about it. You've got the upcoming people who are always going to be. Well, some of the upcoming people who are going to be, who are going to put some sort of um, importance and onus on on how well they do at the event, and I, and I think we all want to do well at an event. We all like we all like to win. Um, it's just how how much more important it is to you as a player, um, whether or not that you're affected by rankings. And this is always going to be the case with rankings. And as the scene grows bigger and the number of players at events grow bigger, then you're going to see that appear more often, that certain players or a small group of players will be driven by something like that. And I think that's where the dynamic has shifted in the last kind of 12 months. Yeah. is It's gone from rankings and competitive edge was secondary to the social element of the scene, and I think that's now flipped that people are more competitive, not purely because of rankings, but because it's becoming a bigger scene. I think people, you know, with the stuff that goes with that, with the community, the banter on Twitter, um, you know, the the friendly rivalries, the, the emergence of, you know, with air commas, the clubs, you know, we've got the massive, the SMP guys, you've got the, you know, the Black Joker Society and all of those kind of emerging groups which to a degree can appear to somebody who's coming at the scene to be very factional um, and cliquey um, but I think the, the biggest thing for me outside of any of that is the changing <coughs> behaviour that has come with that as well um, and you just think about some of the stuff that's happened over the last not even 12 months really the last kind of 6 to 8 months um, at events or within the community that hadn't been there before. You know, the accusations uh, and rumour of people, whether they are, you know, interfering with decks, whether they're deliberately playing slow, things that have been said on social media at inappropriate times or of inappropriate content, um, all of that has kind of happened in the last six, eight, twelve months. I think that's the stuff that has changed. And I don't know whether that's rankings or the scene getting bigger or the, because the scene has got bigger, it's dragged in personalities that weren't there before. Um, and none of that, I'm saying, is a good or a bad thing, but it's certainly changed. Yeah, that's all fair points, I think. I mean, I remember my first year first couple of events I went to, I didn't really know anyone, but other than, you know, the guys I travelled up with. And even so, you were still new in, you know, we were still new in the scene themselves. But everyone made an effort to come and say hello. And, you know, because they were smaller events, I think, like, it was easier to do. All that worries me now is the bigger events, people still say hello to the people they're saying hello to and not necessarily involving everyone new. And 
as rightly people said, certain people have, have said who are reasonably new to the, the community, they can't see what a problem is. But I wonder whether it's because they didn't see it how I saw it when I first started. You know, they're only seeing it as they see it now. But I think what Matt said is right. It's is it just because we're getting bigger and events are getting much, much, much bigger? It's. it's I mean, there's definitely a shift, but I think the communities, certainly for the people who've been there for a while, it's an established community now. Uh, and it's great that we're getting new people in and it's still growing. Um, but there's not necessarily that necessity anymore to say, in, to, to do the introduction bit and, any, and everything with others. But you then forget about the people who are new. Mm. So potentially, I suppose that could be seen as being a bit unfriendly. And the other thing, because it's becoming a more established community and you've got regulars at tournaments, um, where it used to be kind of the top two tables, you'd kind of see the same faces there all the time. Now it's probably the top six, maybe eight tables will have, the, if you like, those diehards of the community that have been playing for a long time and know the system, and occasionally somebody will come in new into that group. But what you see outside of the first round at tourneys is, you know, less mixing up of experience sort of towards the mid and lower tables. Um, fortunately for me, I've, I've chosen to play with a style that allows me still to welcome new people into the game kind of in the bottom sort of three or four tables. So, you know, the events I've been to this year, I've actually played you know quite a lot of new people or people that are either new to the game or have been at their first tournament but have played Malafro for a while. And, you know, I've chosen to just to play down in those lower tables and met new people and to them you know thinking about Gertfo and we had you know people there that certainly I'd never played against before but they'd played Malifaux that thought it was absolutely a, a brilliant time so you know I think there is there is I don't know whether it's a false perception for those and you know I'm not an old timer in the Malifaux community I came into it relatively into, in a period where it was quite well established but there certainly is a change and I think perhaps you know the new people into it are seeing a different thing to us um, but I mean just because we haven't changed <coughs> as such so we got a bit older as, as you say yeah we got older um, but those people who were friendly before are still friendly on the table so when you actually get to play them there's, I don't think there's that much of a difference, except that the scene's grown. I don't know. I guess it's because the, the, the tournaments are bigger, therefore you've got more tables. So I, th- I think there is there is a, a big, you know, outside of that first round where it is kind of luck of the draw, there is, there is a certain gulf between the established players and the new players. And I think yeah. perhaps, you know, that's where we see some of the stuff where if you're coming new into a tournament, you could come at two or three tournaments and maybe play the, the same two or three people kind of in the bottom half, but you wouldn't necessarily outside of the first round play someone like Joel or, you know, the Rob Smiths or, you know, the Lukes of this world because they, well, Luke's a bit washed up now, but they would be um, kind of in those top tables. Um, I think, you know, they are by the nature and, you know, that's why I still think it's a great community. That we are all by our nature a a friendly bunch to who will you know between games i think you know everybody talks to everybody 
but to actually play those people i think is is harder now because once that first round is done you know you you're in the you're in the elite the middle ground all the kind of chumps at the bottom and i don't think there's a lot of mixing now between that because the the number of tables is bigger when you were talking you know 20 or so players so only 10 tables you know that's compressed that to a degree you know now you know on average we're talking high 20s early 30s for a lot of tournaments now i just i think you know that middle that compression has gone so if you if you've not done in well in your first game then you know you're going to be stuck down the bottom playing the less experienced players you almost said chumps then didn't you I nearly did. Yeah, but I, stopped, I, stopped well. I stopped myself because that's another element of kind of the language of the scene now that I think we do need to be careful about. Yeah, I I don't disagree. And you know, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm one of the biggest hypocrites when I talk about kind of language and conduct at tournaments because I'm a twat. But I try to be a friendly twat, and actually, I don't like you know. I, I wouldn't use terms like chump bashing and stuff at a game where there are new tournament, uh, new players. Yeah, I think the only difference is now because there's more people, and there's people who are desperate to get up to the top. That I've seen, as Mike said, as a TO, I've seen stuff which I don't like to see at a tournament. I've seen people make decisions and stuff which I wouldn't want to play against you know and that's their choice to play it that way you know it just worries me slightly yeah and like I say I just think that's to do with the size of the scene more than the people in it as the scene gets bigger there is a greater opportunity for dicks to appear. Um, yeah, I, I think the other thing is that we we we're um, we're invested in the community and the game and the scene. So we there's a sense of ownership there as well. So and a sense of responsibility as well. So hmm. we don't like seeing this perceived sort of. Um, change or negativity even to a certain extent um, but one thing I've been adamant about with the Malifaux community is that it has a great ability to adapt and self-police mm. so being aware of it and making other people aware of it will hopefully um, change that you know, and we can guard against it to a certain extent yeah, I'm not sure that I agree with you. Doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. No, it's not. Do- it's not doom. It's not doom and gloom. It's just that experience would show that in- that unless you rule with an iron rod, that people will that there are certain players um, in any scene. Yeah. Who which push? Will- who will push the boundaries and try and get away with whatever they want. Be you know, Lee's alluded to behaviour that he wouldn't want to play against, and I think yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can all think of examples of behaviour that we wouldn't want to play against. Um, I certainly remember playing in Warhammer tournaments where I was up against um, opponents, and they would be doing something, and I'd be going, you know, 
if it really means that much to you, then I'm going to let you do it. But you know you're wrong. I know you're wrong. I'm going to let you do it anyway because it's it's far more important to you, obviously, the result of this game than it is to me. Um, and would let that happen. I mean, you and I have talked in the past, Conrad, about stories from War Machine of, of similar sorts of things. Yep. Certainly from the fantasy uh, scene as well, I've, I've experienced that. Yeah. It's... I think the biggest thing for me is, like I say, is knowing that, you know, I'm not going to sling names about, but it's knowing that these players are there and knowing what they've done and then watching them boast later about it on Twitter and stuff. You know, that's that's when my goat got up. You know, um, we've all done it. We've all seen. I've played games where I've got a real role. Um, I've done it before, gone back, and I've changed my results with the TO because I've realised I've done it wrong. You know, um, you look at uh, Graham, perfect example, hands up. I made a mistake. Sorry, everybody. You know, I got this wrong. I'll, I'll take whatever punishment people want to throw at me. Yeah, and arguably the biggest game of last year. Yeah. Well, um, I had similar at uh, War Machine I get event at the Nationals, you know, a good few years ago, where uh, basically the, a rule was um, not misinterpreted. It was uh, forgotten by the, the opponent, um, and he won the event. He won the whole event, so he was essentially the master. Um in discussing the game, you know, in the, sh- in the few minutes after the game, he said, did you do this? And uh, his opponent said, no, I didn't do that. And he said, well, I haven't won fair and square. You can have the game. So that there are, you know, the top level players know that that it's, it's, it's meaningless as well, to a certain extent. No, no, no. I, I what the, think what you're wrong there. I think some, to- I think some top level players... All right. That way, okay. and some top level players think it's important. Yeah, I agree with you, but then that goes all the way down the down the line. It's not, it does go all it does go all the way down the line. There are there are the, the, you know, and every scene has players who think that it is important and mm. um, stuff, and that and that is where it does relate back to rankings because rankings is the is the measuring tool of choice. Well, this this is kind of what I meant. You know, it's them players who are doing anything and everything to get that win. They're the ones who are obsessed by rankings. The only thing that I think rankings has been pulled in is the fact that you get certain players that that's all they talk about at an event. Are they? uh, The thing is, though, Lee, taking taking it a little bit back, rankings is just a tool, and I and I'm a firm believer that it is a tool. Mm. Um, Is it? Is that what drives those players, or is it the fact that they want to win that event or do well in that event? You know, is it? See, or, I, I think it goes it beyond not, that. I don't think it's about the event. I think it's about the player because, yeah. I, in my experience, I've been in, a, I've gone to a club, a small club where there was six of us. You would regularly turn up, and within that six, there would be someone who you'd never see a dice throw. It would always be done quickly when your head was turned or something like that. That kind of player exists, and I'm sure they exist in Magic. I'm sure they exist in whatever kind of gaming environment, you know, that that there is. There are some people who will want to win more than 
you know, the willingness to be a fair player, to be a just player, or to just enjoy the experience. That's nothing to do with rankings. That's nothing to do with tournaments. That's due. That's just people who, you know, the same people that when they play football will cheat at playing football. They'll cheat at dominoes. They'll cheat or bend the rules or find a way to try and get the upper hand or pull the dig move, irrespective of what game system it is. That's yeah. just kind of the people they are. As the scene grows for Malifaux, there is a greater likelihood of those people or people of that temperament coming into the game. So, so you've got you've got to wind it back um, and and start querying why we play the games and play in the hobby and do the hobby that we that we're involved in, you know. And at the end of the day, for me, it's about something I love and I'm invested in from all aspects, you know, whether it be reading about history or reading some blurb about it, looking at model stats, researching how to paint something, whatever. You're, you're invested in that hobby. And then the, the other side of that is actually playing the game and trying to, you know, involve yourself in the game, whether it be cere- cerebral or visual or the storytelling side of stuff. And as soon as you take something away from that, Hmm. whether it be your own mistake or your opponent's mistake, then you're devaluing that whole experience. So why why are you playing in that environment Hmm. when essentially you're spoiling other people's participation and experience in that game? And also you're doing yourself an injustice and a disservice as well because at the end of the day you are not... um, showing your true worth because if you're having to do something you know whether it's what however underhand it is even if it's just uh moving that extra quarter inch to put a figure into into combat sort of thing is why it, it doesn't you've made the mistake you've misjudged it you have to take the consequences of it you mm-hmm. know just the same way as you roll a dice and you roll a, you, you need a seven and you roll a five you can't do whatever you're meant to do because that's the way it is you we're playing we're playing a, i go back to it from years ago we're, we're playing a game of toy soldiers at the end of the mm-hmm. day and it, it is everyone's hobby it's you know who's involved in it uh, at different levels and you're taking away from that enjoyment yeah i mean i agree completely um the difference at tournaments the bit that's out of your control is you don't get to pick who you play yes yeah, I think the other big the other big thing on that though, Matt, is you know why do you go to the tournament? I know there are certain players who want to go to win to get up, and there are other players who get there because that's where they get to play their games. I suppose that's a, that's a good question to sort of go round the table with. You know, why do you go to a tournament? I go to a tournament to meet different people, play different crews, different um, different players, yeah. try and learn stuff for myself. Um, and try and enjoy myself. Winning or losing is immaterial to a certain extent, but I go back to the fact that we all like to win a game, irrespective. Um, but it's more about... It's it's always learning stuff, because I'm not... I'm never, ever going to be that good a player to, to compete at that level, so I've accepted that. Um, I'm there to try and learn and, and improve in some way, shape or form, and also take away stories or memories from that event, you know. 
uh, and talk about stuff at the time when things have happened. You know, mm-hmm. I go okay. to tournaments because I get to meet new people to swear at and insult. <laughs> It doesn't help that, but yeah, thank you. I go because I don't get to play enough, and that's where I know I've got guaranteed games. Mm-hmm. And you're away from everyone else in terms of family and distractions, of putting rubbish out or doing jobs. <laughs> jobs. I don't do that anyway, so what do you mean? <laughs> Mike? I go because I'm running them. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a few of them as well. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I stopped. I mean, we discussed why I stopped a while back. The only reason that I'm doing, I'm going on um, Saturday, or you know, went on Saturday when this comes out, um, is because it's a doubles format, and so therefore there are no rankings involved or anything like that. Mm. Anyway, and it should be a laugh. Yeah, yeah, and and I must admit. The only time I ever think of myself playing as a bit of a tit and a dick is against Pete and Matt. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going at the weekend if it was a singles event. Mm. But it is for you, really, anyway. Shut yeah. up! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was, that was really good stuff, guys. So I think on that, um, we'll say goodbye. Um... I've been Mike. I've been Conrad. I've been Lee. I've been Matt. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, though. Bye. Do you want to say bye again? Bye. Bye. Ta-da. Bye. Bye-bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter. We're at Fools Underbar Daily. Or via email... Fools Daily at Outlook.com. <laughs> <laughs>